Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we're going to carry on from our last episode where we talked about that we were recently catching up with a client down in Dunedin and she was telling us how much she loves the podcast and uh, listens to it while she does her ironing with her seven-year-old son. Uh, the seven-year-old son doesn't have the iron in that case, he's just listening along. And uh, don't laugh at me, Andrew. <laughs> and... Uh, it turns out that Jackson, uh, the, the seven-year-old kid, had a couple of questions for us. And so we've noted those down, and we're going to uh, start our section of Jackson Asks with uh, the first question, which is actually what I think quite a quite a good one. What do you do if you don't like the people who you rent the house to? Or what if you don't like the people who move into your house? And I think this is a great question. We'll kind of interpret this quite widely as well, which is what if you've got bad tenants, which is another fear that people often have uh, that potentially stops them from getting into investment property. But the first thing that I would say is that your relationship with your tenant is a business relationship. It's it's not a personal relationship. So it doesn't really matter um, whether you actually like the person or not, because ideally you'll never actually see them. Kind of like in my relationship. <laughs> Except you have to sit across from me a lot. <laughs> and um, so because it's a, a business relationship, look, as long as they are complying with the Residential Tenancies Act and the terms of the uh, uh, the contract that you have. So when a tenant um, comes in and says, yes, I want to take your house, um, Jackson, you know, they'll have to sign a, a contract which has the terms that you're agreeing. So they'll agree to do certain things or not do certain things and you'll agree to do certain things as well. Yeah, and that's, um, that's a really, important part of this uh, often especially DIY landlords um, will fringe on the the, the, the earl on the side of um, breaking the law when they do things like um, harass the tenants by doing inspections too often those kind of things or get frustrated with them and so I think you should you should unless you know the law through and through you should use a property manager because they are the experts in this and the law does favour the tenant um, so you don't want to fall foul of it because there are fines and penalties uh, even some of the most simple things um, like doing to, to doing an inspection too frequently those kind of things which might annoy a tenant make them feel unsafe in their house you will find yourself um, getting a fine if you, if you breach these laws. Exactly. So as long as the, the tenant is complying with the Residential Tenancies Act and, and not causing damage to your property, intentional damage to your property or careless damage to your property, then there's not, there's not a lot you can do to get rid of them. And actually, in that case, you don't need to get rid of them because they're complying with everything that you've agreed up front. And so I think that's really important to know as well. Now, of course, the the important thing, if something does go wrong and say your tenant breaches your your uh, tenancy agreement, say that they have, um, you've got in your contract that they aren't allowed pets and then they've got a big Rottweiler ro- roving around the backyard. Or even if they miss a payment, that could be another good example. Where yeah, exactly. So what you'd typically do is you'd serve a 14 days notice saying that they, that has to be rectified, they've got to catch up on their rental payments so they've got to uh, get rid of the dog. Uh, And if that doesn't happen, there are two more steps. So after that 14-day notice, you'll file for mediation. And then if that that doesn't resolve the dispute, then you'd go to the tenancy tribunal after that. So again, if if after you've come to this agreement that you're really happy with and your tenant's not complying, they're not playing by the rules, you've got those three steps, the 14-day notice, filing for mediation, and then going to the tribunal. 
Now, Andrew, I imagine you've probably had quite a few <laughs> tenants who haven't, you know, over the years, who who perhaps haven't complied with your tenancy agreements. How's that gone? So, so I, um, I, despite being relatively intelligent, have made the mistake of managing my own properties at times, and and I still have a couple of properties I manage myself, which I, that's not sorry for another day, um, but. There's a particular tenant that I can think of. Uh, this couple, I probably didn't screen as well as I ought to. I put them in my property quickly uh, because I just couldn't be bothered doing open homes or anything like that. They were the tenants from hell. And so these guys um, not only pestered me all the time, they missed payments, uh, they would um, constantly be breaking things uh, and, and then asking me to fix them. Uh, it was a real problem for me. And I was seen as the bad guy because I was the young investor that had oodles of money. I didn't, I had lots of debt. Um, and so what ended up happening is they got so far behind in their rent because I wasn't checking as regularly as I ought to and they, you know, as soon as you, as soon as you don't pick up that they've missed the Friday's payment until next Thursday, then they realise that you're a bit of a soft touch. And um, and so with these guys, I had to go through the process myself of serving them. It was back then; it was a ten day uh, notice, and the, to, to remedy. So that's that's ten working days, so two weeks. So again, the, I, I'm now behind in my payments. Um, I've got to make my mortgage payments. They've got two weeks to get caught up. They didn't, and then we had to go to mediation, which uh, again could be like you know a month long process. And I remember we did a phone mediation, uh, and where they where it was awarded in my favour. Here's the bad news. They can't afford to pay me to get caught up. So now they get to drip feed that at $5 a week for the next forever. Um, and so my lesson from that was use a professional. Uh, and the, I didn't own a property management firm at this stage, so I, I went out and found someone. Um, because I'd elected to be a DIYer, like lots of us Kiwis do, I, I, um, I ended, it ended up costing me money. And this also comes back to be very careful about the product that you choose because the, the investment, the, the property that you will purchase is a product that somebody is going to, going to rent out. Now, you want to select that property to make sure that you are going to get good tenants that are going to pay your rent, uh, that, that are going to look after the place. And that's why another reason why we often prefer new properties because you know that they're going to be able to fetch the sort of rent where you're going to get a good quality tenant, somebody who is on a decent income because they can afford that $500 or $600 a week that you're get going to get in rent, depending on where that property is based. So it's ju it's it's not just about the professionals you use, but the product that you're going to uh, invest in in order to do this. And the other thing that uh, I think is really important to remember is you can actually get insurance against um, uh, tenants maybe doing something like malicious damage. So if your tenants spray paint, your walls and, and do a runner, your normal insurance company is unlikely to pay you out for that. But you can actually get uh, opt to pay a little bit more to get a landlord's protection policy. And I think that's really good, particularly if you're new, new to this and you're worried about these kind of factors. Um, pay an extra few hundred dollars a year to know that you've got that certainty that if you do get a bad egg or they breach their tenancy um, agreement by leaving early, you can still collect a revenue and pay your mortgage. So for a little bit of extra money, you can you can sleep easy at night. Um, but also just one other thing that I wrote down as, as we were talking, remember that this is a two-way street as well. 
um, tenants' law exists because they deserve a certain amount of respect and, 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 and comfort in their home as well. They are paying for that. And so if you are a DIY landlord, you do want to make sure that you're keeping on top of things like maintenance and you are respecting their boundaries. Um, so a good example, my sister rents a house in Opawa. Her... <laughs> I'm just suddenly wondering if he's listening to this, but I think he's too old to know what podcast has. This guy, this old guy manages the property himself. Now, on several occasions, um, my sister, Rebecca, has found him wandering in the backyard, checking out things, and she'll get out of the shower and he'll just be kind of wandering in the backyard um, right by the window. And so obviously it makes her feel very uncomfortable. So as a landlord, you want to respect the boundaries of your tenants as well. Exactly right, because under law, your tenants are, are able to make this their home, and that's something to, to that's the wording that is you really should keep in mind because this is their home as well. So it does go both ways. Now, I know that there is a lot of interest, uh, particularly in tenancy law at the moment, because we are having new regulations being introduced. So I think this will be an ongoing conversation uh, and a subject matter that we'll keep coming back to. But for the meantime, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. And hey, if you are interested in learning about property in person with Andrew and I, whether that's uh, how to become a property investor or how to purchase your first home, then why not come along to one of our first home buying seminars or property investment seminars? We are holding these around the country in the month of October 2019. Uh, so just go to opespartners.co.nz, that's O-P-E-S-partners.co.nz to register for your free ticket. But in the meantime... Let's bring in that outro music. Thank you, Jackson. Thank you for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I am your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with more daily insights, strategies and tactics to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market.